Being a Better Man, Episode 7. You have just entered a world governed by personal accountability where being a man is not an excuse for bad behavior, where complaints are not allowed, whining is forbidden, and excuses do not exist. Join us as we focus on the actual character of men rather than merely the trappings of manhood, where we discuss getting the best out of yourself instead of trying to get the better of someone else. We have one singular mission, being a better man today than we were yesterday. Now prepare to have your thoughts provoked, your ego challenged, and your character tested. It's time for being a better man. Here's your host and fellow man in the trenches, Alf Herigstad. Hey everybody, welcome back to Being a Better Man, where the goal is being a better man today than we were yesterday. I'm your host, Alf Herigstad, and today I have a guest. So let me tell you a little bit about him. He and I are both members of an online group that is focused on podcasting. That's how I came to know about him. He's a fellow podcaster, and I'll let him tell you a little bit more about that later. But the reason he's on the show today is because I noticed something about him that I liked. So I asked him, and he said yes. And what I noticed about him was, one, the way he interacts with other people on the site we're on, extremely helpful and mature. I listened to his podcast, and I was blown away by the level of professionalism and confidence that he demonstrates, and his content is awesome as well. And in addition to being a podcaster, he's a producer and a writer, and all this, and I don't even think he's 25 years old yet, I'm more than twice his age. To me, that's impressive. He's an example of a young guy who's taken charge of his life and seems to be doing it the way he designed. So I knew I wanted to get him on Being a Better Man so he can share his story with us. I am talking about the man known as Greg Clunas. Welcome to the show, Greg. Wow, thank you so much for that intro. I'm happy to be here. You bet. Thank you for being here as well. So I don't know that much about you, you know, from just seeing you online and, and what I talked about in the intro, but why don't you give us a brief history of, you know, your life or just tell us who the man known as Greg Clunas is. Sure. So where where's a good place to start? I spend most of my time, and I've spent most of my time over the past, let's say, five or six years, um, really studying entrepreneurship and marketing. So it's easy for me to say that that is a very large bulk of who I am. And that's a big reason for why I'm able to sort of do the things that I, that I can now. Uh, prior to that, I first got involved with entrepreneurship and personal development and all of that stuff when I was 13. Uh, one of my older brothers, who I really look up to, introduced me to Tony Robbins. And that the book that I read, I think, was Awaken the Giant Within. It really sort of changed, I think, the path that my life was on. And not to say that my life wasn't going to turn out well, I just think it really sparked something and, and something sort of clicked there. So it's a big part of why I am who I am today and why I'm interested in the things that I am today. So yeah, I mean, ultimately right now I am a full-time freelancer. I, uh, as you mentioned, produce a podcast called Tiny Leaps, Big Changes. And I also handle media production for uh, a few different clients, both in podcasting and video production. That is pretty awesome. And you are what, 23? 
Yep, I am 23 years old. Yes. Uh, 24 in about three months. I think that's another reason I like you, because you remind me of me a little bit. Because uh, when I was your age, that's when I started my first construction company. Oh. And, and, you know, so there's some similarities there. They were different times. We didn't even have cell phones yet. But but I was always um, striving out like that, and I really admire that in someone you know your age nowadays because sadly there's a lot of guys who who aren't doing that but that's part of why we're here is to uh, kind of be an inspiration for others and bring them along with us now you mentioned your brother uh was he your primary mentor in your life or who were your other mentors that you had coming up uh my primary mentor was my dad uh so little bit more background, I guess. I am an, an immigrant. I came to America when I was eight from Jamaica and came over with my mom, my dad, and my sister. And at the time, I had older brothers that were already here. I also had aunts and uncles and, and so on and so forth. However, the reason that I say my dad is my biggest mentor is simply because when we left Jamaica and came here, if I think back to sort of where we started and and where he was able he and my mother were able to to work and and get us to in order for me to have the opportunity to go to college get a degree learn the things that I've learned and take the opportunities that I've taken even though he's never once been the type of father that says that you can do anything you want and and he's never been that type of dad just based on his work ethic and seeing how much effort he puts in that sort of provided me with that that path and knowing that that this is what's possible so ultimately he's my biggest mentor Um, I'm also fortunate that I have four older brothers all of which have taught me something at some point in my life and when I say older I mean I'm if I'm 23 uh, the oldest I believe is 43 this year and the youngest brother that I have I believe is 36 this year so much, much older than me in a very different part of their life than I am. And I've been able to sort of watch as they made mistakes or as they had successes and, and take from that. Specifically, the brother that I mentioned, he is one that I've always looked up to. And he's also the brother that I'm closest to in age. And so that summer when I went down to visit him in Florida, he uh, pretty much threatened me and told me that I was reading this book by the end of the summer. <laughs> so had no choice and he's like he's a big guy he's like a bodybuilder so there there was a legitimate fear there <laughs> had no choice and i i sat down read the book little by little each day and and as i mentioned it it just sort of opened up my eyes to what could happen and where my life could go and that i'm extremely grateful to him for that is true brotherly love and uh, yeah absolutely can you imagine what your life would have been like, you know, without your dad and your brothers. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I honestly, I have no idea. Right. Um, yeah, I think that I would like to think that I'm just sort of naturally ambitious and naturally entrepreneurial, but I have, I, I'm pretty sure a huge part of why I feel that I can at least try the things that I try is because I've seen them try bigger things. Yeah, and I, I totally get what you're saying about your dad. Um, my dad is my biggest mentor as well, and he didn't set out to teach me all this stuff. He he, he was just such a great example of a man to me, and yeah, I 
yeah, without him, I, I have no idea. I'm pretty sure I'd be in prison one way or another. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. That's a really great story, and, and sounds like you and I are both pretty fortunate in our in our mentors that we've had in life. And, you know, there's a lot of guys out there that, that don't have mentors, um, and that's one reason this show is here. To, we can all be their mentors, you and me and... And you know what? I want to, if if I can, I want to say one thing to that point uh, because I think you're right. I think there are a lot of people out there that don't have mentors, whether it be in the form of uh, fathers or or parents or brothers. Um, and there are a lot of people that weren't as fortunate as I am. But if I could sort of just give any message to them, it's that you can choose your mentors. You may not be able to choose your parents, but you can choose who you 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 emulate and who you model your life off of. So even if you don't have any natural mentors around you, and I know coming from me, this isn't going to sound so easy to act on, but whether it be through this podcast or through other podcasts or books or speaking things on, on YouTube, whatever it is, you can choose the people that you want to model your life after absolutely it's a really good point and like i've i've mentored a lot of young men in my life just it just kind of just happens naturally and like on my website i've got the mentoring program where you know it's mentoring with a manly (laughs) slant (laughs) so you're completely right some people's mentors are you know famous people they've only read about like another mentor i had was uh when I was in seventh grade, I read the biography of Rocky Marciano. Yeah. And, and really, that changed my life, believe it or not. But it was just his dedication and his, I mean, I got a, so many things from his life story. And uh, it, it really affected my life in a big way. So you're exactly yeah. right. That's a great point. You can choose who you want to emulate. Yeah, I mean, I spent a lot of time reading... Uh, biographies and autobiographies. I consider Tony Robbins a mentor, even though I've never met him or even been to one of his his events. Uh, I there are a lot of people that I don't personally know that I consider mentors, and I I add to that list every single week by consuming, choosing what information I'm going to consume. Now, do you think you have ever wound up uh, being a mentor yourself? I'd hope so. Yeah, um, I. I mean, I try. I think that that all of the people that I consider friends and all of the people that I keep close are mentors of mine. And I'd hope that when they've come to me for whether it be advice or or they're just trying to figure out where what direction they want to go in, I'd hope that they in that moment they viewed me as a mentor. In addition to that, I have uh, a niece that she is seven. She's eight this year. And since I have many nieces and nephews, but she's the only one that I've sort of been around for her entire life. And as a result of that, I've always tried to take on a a mentorship kind of role. I have a nephew that was just born uh, about a year and a half ago that I'm, I'm trying to do the same with. So I'd hope that, that I've been a mentor to somebody, at least one person. I would just about guarantee that you have. Probably, probably way more than you even realize. Yeah, I'd hope. And part of part of the goal of my podcast 
is do you, do you mind if I just explain what it's about really no, quickly? No, please do. Go ahead. Okay, so uh, Tiny Leap's Big Changes is sort of my attempt to take the personal development space and apply some very actionable information to it. Um, so it was sort of born out of this frustration that personal development has turned into this world where you can just sort of say anything that sounds nice without it actually having to be backed up by anything. Right. Um, and that that's very dangerous, obviously. Yeah. So with Tiny Leaps Big Changes, everything that I recommend, I back up with the science and with the research. And none of it's coming from me. I'm not the authority. If I talk about meditation, I do not consider myself an authority on meditation. I find those authorities and I find the people that are experts on it and I introduce you to them and their work. So part of the reason that I launched that show was with the goal that at least one person listening might actually pick up a habit of meditation or a habit of journaling that will eventually take their lives in completely different directions. And I think it's still maybe a little bit too early to tell if that's been successful, but that's definitely an attempt to 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 play a mentorship role in in some sense of the word. Yeah, totally is. And and I really I really enjoy your content. It's interesting. I love that I did a little binge listening today so I could, you know, <laughs> well, get re- you. getting ready for you. And it's it's really interesting and and the fact that it is backed up and it's not just some wacky opinion that came to you in a dream or something it's really awesome thank you very much and, appreciate and, that and there will be a uh, a link to your show in our, in the show notes as well so i encourage everyone to go and listen to tiny leaps big changes what would you say in the realm as being a man what has been your biggest challenge or challenges uh for me now i don't know if this is entirely because of being a man or or just sort of based on like the household that I was raised in right um but I think my biggest personal challenge uh let's let's call it that okay. has always been not necessarily having the tools in place to to identify what emotions I'm I'm sort of struggling with if that makes sense um, so not necessarily having the, the tools and, and strategies in place to identify those things and then, and then handle them. And then are you saying that then your emotions don't know how to express yourself or? They- yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That. And obviously that those play a very big role in the relationships that you have, whether it be yeah. with your family or your friends or, or your partners your emotions and your ability to sort of deal with them and express them have a very large role in in those environments and it's something that I've been working on for a very long time so I I pride myself in that I I feel that I've gotten better at it but it definitely has always been sort of a struggle and that sort of just came from the fact that uh, growing up we didn't really sort of discuss that and I don't think there's anything wrong with how I was raised. I'm actually very, very grateful to my family for the way that they raised me in the household that they provided. But that's just something that I now have to tackle or choose right. to tackle 
um, as I as I get older and realize that these are the areas that I'm sort of falling short in. Got it. Was uh, so it was like a like a boys don't cry kind of thing, and or uh, just generally conservative. I think more in emotion. general. Yeah, I think more in general. Uh, so back in Jamaica, uh, we grew up in a very sort of strict household. And when I say we, I mean my sister and I. Um, when we moved to the States, my mother started working. Uh, it, it was less strict, but a lot of the discipline that was sort of built in from Jamaica sort of carried over because uh, I, I was already old enough. She was already old enough for that to just sort of be a part of our personalities. Right. And as such, there was never really any like arguing or or yelling or or screaming or, or any of those things that are sort of an expression of how it is how you're feeling. Yeah. So whenever something happened that maybe you didn't like, we never really sort of discussed it. And I think that's a big part of why I maybe not. I may not be as as skilled in identifying these things, but I also, like I said, am, am very grateful for the childhood that I had. So yeah, I think I understand what you're saying. Um, and uh, you know, there's so many different families and cultures within families, and I can totally see where that could be a, a struggle with you with other relationships. Because now, especially if you're trying to match up with somebody who was raised completely differently or they're super emotive or something. It's hard to find that, that meshing point. Right. Yeah. My, my, but Hey, that's a part of, you know, as I get older, as I grow more and more into a man, like these are the areas that I, I just sort of have to identify and, and deal with. Well, and I was going to ask you how you overcame these challenges, but I think you nailed it already in that number one, you have to identify it. If you don't identify the, the the challenge, then you can't do anything about it at all. Right. But you identified it. When do you think you noticed that? After you grew up or were you still a kid? when you I would say that? my senior year of college. Okay. So that's a ways yeah, off. I, yeah, I think I really started noticing it when I um, got into the relationship that I'm in now. Hmm. And that's sort of when I realized, okay, if I'm going to connect with this person as deeply as I'd like to, this is the thing that's sort of blocking that. Right. Yeah, that's. I think that's when it, I realized that, okay, this is an area I need to work on. But that's awesome that you uh, that you had the wherewithal. And, and anybody out there, everybody, all of us, and I talk about it in my blogs and podcasts, that's the first thing you got to do is go look in the mirror and figure out what it is you think you need to alter or or improve so kudos to you for for doing that on your own nowadays from day to day what do you think is the single biggest driving force that motivates you to want to be a better man so when you say drives me to want to be a better man do you mean in any particular area of life such as career or relationships or, or do you just sort of mean or, in general just as you personally you know we all have a, a sense of ourself and who we are and uh -huh. what is it that motivates you like for me it's it's my legacy it's like 
what kind of stories will my great grandchildren hear, and because right. that'll affect their life. Or, like for my son, it's just his his kids, um, his wife, you know, that that really are a day to day motivation, the little fire under his butt that makes him do the things that he thinks he should, even when he may not feel like it. Right. If that makes. I think one hundred percent the people that I surround myself with. I think that between my girlfriend, my family my close friends, they're sort of what drives me to want to continue to get better in, in all areas. Now I have obviously specific goals for each area and, and that might be a different driver, but I think if I'm looking at me as a person and as a man, overall it's the people that I surround myself with and wanting to be the best version of myself that I can be. Okay. Uh, I think everything, ultimately, I want to be a better person and I want to be a, the best version of me as a result of seeing the people that I'm around and seeing what they're trying to do with their lives or what they've already done with their lives. Got it. So it's the people around you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you look at uh, finances, one of my biggest goals since we uh, immigrated to America has been to be able to to retire my parents. So that's a very, very big driver as far as my career and finance goes. I want to sort of create a space around myself and around the people that, that I that are in my circle so that none of us ever have to sort of worry about a lot of the things that that life throws at you, whether that be finances or whatever it is. Like I, I want to sort of be able to help the people around me and be good enough to, to continue being around them. And see, that's a great goal. And, and for everybody listening, that's the difference between a man and somebody who's not a man. I mean, you're concerned about the people around you. You want to share your strength with them and improve the lives of the people that you care about. That's what a man does. So, yeah, I, I, I love hearing that. Now, I, I have this little hypothetical question, and, it you know, it doesn't apply to everybody. I, I think <laughs> I thought it up because of the age I am. I mean, there's all kinds of things that, that I look back on my life and I wonder about. But if you could go back in time and you had five minutes to tell yourself at some age, some key message, do you know what age you would go back to? I would go back to age 13. And what would you tell yourself? I would say that you have to focus. Hmm. Um, and to give a little bit of context, uh, so I mentioned earlier that when I was 13, my brother introduced me to Anthony Robbins, and that sort of sparked the whole entrepreneurship, marketing, uh, build a better life interest. Well, what I didn't mention was that from the age of 13, I set a very public goal to make a million dollars by the age of 21. And this wasn't something I was shy of telling anybody. I actually got a lot of joy out of telling people simply because they were shocked that this was this thing I was trying to do. Yeah. Um, and I think that if I had allowed myself to focus and actually do the work required to accomplish that kind of goal, that I could have done it. But... 
at that age, I was getting more out of telling people that this was what I wanted to do than I was out of doing the things required to do it. Okay. And I think that focus is one of the things that I have just recently finally been able to sort of integrate into my life. And I don't think that I think that I sort of had to go through all of that in order to get to the point that I am at now. But if I could give myself any one message, it would probably be that you you need to sit down and you need to focus on something. Otherwise, it doesn't matter what goal you say you want. It doesn't matter how big the goal is. And it doesn't matter how ambitious you are because none of it matters if you don't work. <laughs> yeah. That is fact. Yeah, I was going to ask you if you think you've learned that lesson, but it sounds like you, you have, so that's good. Because one thing about that question, a lot of times the same message we would give our former self is the same message that applies to us today if we, yeah. haven't, if we haven't learned it. It's, yeah, um, I mean, I so I the only way that I have learned it is that I ask myself every single day whether or not I'm I'm doing something that is focusing on what my end goal is. Yeah, we we have some similar philosophies, I think, with like with your Tiny Leaps podcast. You're talking about, you know, incrementally making little improvements and changes, which yep. is kind of the exact same thing I'm talking about here on Being a Better Man. Just pick something, improve one little thing every day, and then every day just try to be better than you were the day before. I'm not trying to be great or even good, just want to be better than yesterday yeah yeah if we, if we do that consistently you know five ten twenty years from now we'll be awesome <laughs> yeah and you know what i always try to uh tell myself and it doesn't always work so it may or may not resonate with somebody listening out there is you may look at 10 years it taken 10 years to to change as a very long time but the time is going to pass regardless whether you're doing the thing or you're not, that time is going to pass. So you may as well do the thing. That's exactly right. When I've talked to people, like, just seems like such a huge mountain that they have to climb. I'm like, what if you would have started this five years ago? You'd be done. Yeah. It would all be over with. So you can't look at the time. One more thing. If you were to, this is another hard, kind of hard question. If you were to condense everything you've learned, all your experience, and into a, a single sentence to just blow out there to my audience that might be able to help them, what would it be? I know you've listened to the show, so this is going to sound very familiar to you. There is a, for those of you who haven't listened, there's a sentence that I say at the end of every single episode, and I'm going to continue saying it at the end of every single episode because it is the core philosophy of everything that. I, I believe to be true. And that sentence is that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. And what that essentially means is what we've been talking about here. It doesn't matter what your goal is. It doesn't matter what you're trying to do. The only way you get there is by making the very small incremental steps every single day that in five years will pay off to, to what it is you're trying to do and be. That's a beautiful sentence. Thank you for sharing that with us. And if somebody out there wants to contact you, or what should they do? Sure. So if they want to check out the podcast, it is Tiny Leaps and Big Changes. Uh, you're already listening to this podcast, so if you just 
go stay in iTunes and just search it. You can find it. Or and there will be a link to, on the show notes yeah. right to it too. Yeah, perfect. Um, or you can just go to www.tinyleaps.co. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me, you can use the contact form there, or you can find me on Twitter at Greg Clunis, uh, and that's G R E G G C L U N I S. Uh, and I respond to everything, so feel free to reach out. All right. Well, is there anything else that you want to add or talk about or anything? So if I could give one actionable thing that I that I believe a lot of people listening could benefit from. Uh-huh. Um, so back in episode one of my show, I talked about list making and journaling and, and how it can actually – it's been scientifically – proven to decrease anxiety, increase happiness, and increase your ability to focus. Um, but one other benefit that I just recently introduced in uh, my most recent episode is the meditative benefits of list making and, and journaling. Um, so if I could say to the people listening that there's one habit they could just start building every single day, it would be to go out, get a cheap journal, doesn't have to be expensive, and just start writing a list of five to ten things every single day. And it can be ideas, it can be things you're grateful for, it can be things you hate, it, it whatever you want it to be. Just start listing out five to ten things. Uh, and what that's going to do for you is it gives you a place to sort of store all of the things that pop into your head and all of the things that matter to you and all of the things that are making you feel upset and when you take it out of your head there's a very special connection between the brain and your fingers and your as you're writing with your hands um so by doing that you're giving it a chance to get out of your brain and and you allows you to focus on other things that is a uh, really good advice and you know your first episode that's the one with the list yep that's the only one I haven't really listened to because I saw the word list and I avoided it <laughs> because I, I, I have this, I hate lists, but I'm going to, I'm going to lead by example and take that advice and, uh, and do that myself. And I encourage everyone else to as well. And what I used to do that's kind of similar is I would do what I called morning pages every day. Yeah, that's good just write like stream of consciousness, whatever spilt out of my brain. And it really does help. But it's that's just, very, very good. It's just the discipline to, to do it every day. Yeah. And you know what, if it's one of those things that's just hard to keep up with, you can start very small, like look for the tiniest thing that you can do in less than five minutes every day. Right, And that's what's going to help you sort of build it into a habit, which you'll then expand upon. And just doing that one thing, if it's something that you didn't do the day before, that makes you a little bit better man today than you were yesterday. Absolutely. And that's what it's all about. Well, thank you so much, Greg, for being on the show. I got a lot out of it, and I'm sure the listeners will as well. Thank you for having me. You bet. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll... We'll have you back again sometime. Sure, anytime. And, and uh, follow up with you and see how you're doing and see what other, because you got a lot of great tips. And it's a great story, and you're a dynamic guy, and we can all learn from you. So thank you for being Greg Clunas. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you so much. All right. So uh, we'll wrap it up for now.
So that was my interview with Greg Clunas, dynamic young man that he is. It was really great to have him on the show, and he gave us some really good information, the highlights of which will be over on the show notes at www.beingabettermanpodcast.com, episode 6. I think his man hack was something we can all start doing tomorrow, making lists and journaling in the morning to help unclutter our brains. It's a really good idea. I've done it before, but I'm going to start doing it again, and I encourage you to as well. And please do check out his podcast over at Tiny Leaps Big Changes. It really is good. In addition to that, your call to action is to leave a rating and review on iTunes. If you haven't done that yet, it really helps out a lot. Say hello to me over at the Being a Better Man Facebook page. Get on my website and sign up for my email list and think about if there's any particular topic or question that you would like to have on a future episode. There's a form under the Contact Me tab. Fill it out. Fire it off to me, and uh, you will be mentioned in a future episode. The suggestions are starting to come in now, and there's some really good ones that I'm excited to share with you down the road. And you are always welcome to fire me an email and just ask a question or just say hi. Okay, men, now you know what to do. Go out there in the world and be a better man today than you were yesterday. This is Alf Herigstad signing out.